0: Hey, y'all, this is Charlie. We are living, loving, laughing in grace. And we are also in the Christmas season. And we are going to jump right back into this incredible word. Uh, These bunny trails, right? The Lord has been taking us down all these beautiful bunny trails that we've just been enjoying his love, soaking up his goodness. And we're going to jump right back into that. Here we go. Jesus told us the farmer plants the seed and it grows and he knows not how. Could you imagine if if you planted a seed and then the next day you went and uncovered it to look and see if it's doing anything? Oh, nope, it's not doing anything. You cover it back up and then you water it. And then the next day you come out and you uncover it again. Is it doing anything? Nope, it's still laying there and you cover it back up, right? And you just keep doing that. How many of you know that it won't grow? <laughs> okay, it'll never grow like that we can do that and you know the devil loves to do that he loves to take the gifts of god and turn them into a work when we look at our own faith like do i have enough faith i've got to have more faith if i'd had more faith then this would have happened if i'd had more faith that wouldn't have happened you know what we're doing we're uncovering the seed we're uncovering the seed and the lord says you know what child just look at me just look at how much i love you just look to me leave the dirt on it Leave it covered up. Just look at me. Just listen to my word. Let my word and my son, as in, like the S-U-N, do what they do and bring forth that life. Look at his love. That's what we were doing in 1 John 4, chapter, uh, verse 9. And this, the love of God was manifested toward us. Some translations also say, and this, the love of God was displayed toward us. That God has sent His only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. And this is love. So he just told us how he displayed his love towards us. He just told us how he manifested his love towards us. Now he's going to tell us the definition of love. And this is love, not that we loved God. My friends, God did not give up his son because we loved him. Guess what? None of us did without, we have to first receive God's love to have any love to give. And this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. So he just told us the definition of love is not what we can give to God. It's what he's given to us. It's his love towards us and that he sent his son to be the propitiation. You can also say here the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And that is why I endeavor by the grace of God to continually point you to the cross of Christ. Because at that cross, you see the love of God for you, my friends. That though we didn't deserve it, though we did not know him, we didn't know him, we didn't care, we didn't know him, we didn't love him. But he loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son. Who of you would give up your only child? Who of you would give up any of your children for the chance that possibly maybe one person might be saved through them, but knowing how many would reject them, mistreat them, brutalize them, humiliate them, turn their back on them. How many of us would do that? But God did because of his great love for you, my friend. And now, see, this is what the new covenant, my friends, it's all about the motivation. The motivation has changed since Jesus Christ died on the cross. Yes, under the Old Testament, it says you must love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and all your might. And did anybody do it? No, not a single one, not the best of them. Moses failed. Noah failed. David failed. Saul failed. Samuel failed. My friends, the best of them failed. None of us can love God that way. But that law was given to show us that we can't love God that way, to show us our need for a savior. And then Jesus came and he said, look to me, seeing me as I spread my arms open wide on the cross and he loved the father and he loved you with all his soul and all his strength and all his might. Hallelujah, my friends, we are meant to look to his love for us and we receive of that love. And now, now, now it says, beloved, I love it. It's like he just told us how much we're loved. And he starts off again, beloved. What? Reminding you that you are loved. Now, if God so loved us, we also to love one another. He just gave us the how, my friends. He just gave us the motivation. When you don't feel like loving that brother or sister, right, in Christ, maybe an actual physical blood relation, whoever it is, don't try to love them. Then that's coming out of your own might and strength again. Put your eyes on the cross. See how much Jesus loves you. See, my friends, that he suffered the same death for you that he did for them. See that it is because of his love, right? Listen to this, my friends. In Galatians 2.20, Paul personalizes this. And this is what we need to do. The more we personalize God's love for for ourselves, the more we'll love him. And the more we'll love those around us, even those that seem unlovable, okay? Galatians 2.20 paul says i have been crucified with christ so have you my friend it is no longer i who live but christ lives in me and the life which i now live in the flesh i live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me who loved me and gave himself for me my friends say that with me say who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus Christ, the son of God loved you and gave himself for you. Hallelujah, my friend. Oh, hallelujah. Such richness. Now we go back to Ephesians three nineteen. We see that with that love in our hearts, we are filled with all the fullness of God. And you know what happens next. Now, my friends, the love of God is very powerful. It's I love the Lord's circles. He made our galaxy and in, in circles on purpose, my friends, it shows us his nature, right? You know how the planets revolve around the sun. And we come right back around again to where we started from. It takes the power of God to know the love of God. And then it takes the love of God for us to know the power of God. In Ephesians 3:20, it says now, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. My friend, it says now. It starts off with now. That tells you that this verse is tied to the verse that came before it. Now, when is it that God is able to do in you exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think when you know that you are his beloved, when you know the width and length and depth and height of the Lord's love for you? My friend, this right here is the secret to answered prayer. When you come to your daddy, God, come with a sense that I am his beloved. I am your beloved child. When you come to Jesus, come with a sense. I am your beloved. You love me so much. You died for me. If, if, if he loves me, you love me so much that you died for me. Wouldn't, wouldn't you also heal me? Wouldn't you also bring back that, that rebellious child? Wouldn't you also get me that, that promotion that I need or that I've been wanting? My friends, see, when we see how much God loves us, it, it changes even the tone, the way that we come to him in prayer, right? It's no different than when you're addressing a loved one or a stranger. We, we don't talk the same, right? I, I sure hope not, <laughs> right? Uh, exactly, to a stranger on the street versus your spouse, okay? He loves you. Always come to Jesus with a sense that you are his beloved when you come to spend time in his word come with the sense that you are his beloved and if you need to my friend actually i recommend it anyways you know reading the bible is not about checking it off right it's not about okay i need to make sure i get my three chapters read or i need to make sure i read this section it's about coming to jesus and spending time with him so even before i open the word I'll just take a few moments talk to Jesus tell him that I want to see him ask for that fresh revelation of his love and when I have a sense of his love for me then I'll start reading or sometimes I need to read to get a sense of his love for me my friend and then go to him in prayer amen Amen, my friend. You know, sometimes this is the barrier. This is what keeps us from asking God. Right? We'll ask our neighbor, we'll ask our spouse, we'll ask our boss, we'll ask ourselves, put the pressure on ourselves for things that we that we need or that we want. Because in that moment, we're not sure how much God loves us. Or we're limiting. We're either, I tell you what, my friend, we're limiting one of two things. We're either limiting his ability. Or we're limiting his love we're either thinking in our heads right we we don't so much put it in these words and I hope this is helping you right because the Lord wants you especially you know this goes right along with the series we just our first Christmas series of the season this goes right along with this. the Lord wants you this this Christmas season his gift is he wants you to open your heart like never before To receive his great love for you. And in that he wants to raise your expectations. Of what he wants to do for you. What he wants to do in you. And what he wants to do through you. And it will all be for your joy my friend. For your good. Hallelujah. So the the two things I was saying that that tend to. uh, We either limit God's ability. Or we limit his his heart. We limit his ability when we think things like, it's too late. It's too late. I'm too old. For well, whatever it is. It's too late for me to pursue that dream. Or I did this, this, this in my past. So there's no way that I could I could ever do this now. Or I've had this problem for so long. It's too late. Okay, we're limiting God's ability. Or we think this problem is so great right? The doctors have said that there's no way for this to be healed. Well, they told me that 14 years ago, right? I was supposed to die 14 years ago, right? And, and we, we need, right? We're thankful for the doctors, my friends, but they have limited means. They are limited by the natural. God is not your heavenly father that loves you more than any other person on this earth, including you. He is not limited. Let's take the limits off of him. His power's not limited. Let's make a big deal about who God is and stop making a big deal about the problems in our life. And I want to help you out here. My friends, faith is not pretending problems don't exist. Faith is not saying, okay, the doctor says I have cancer and me going, I don't have cancer. That's just silly. (laughs) Okay. Faith is making a bigger deal about God than about our problems. Okay. The doctors gave me this really bad report. But you know what? My God is bigger and my God loves me. He is bigger than this. Jesus has taken this at the cross. He has the power to heal me. And because he loves me, he has the willingness to heal me. That's faith, my friends. There was a leper early, early, early in Jesus's ministry that came to him. Now understand this. It was a sin. It was wrong. It was against the law for this leper to even come to Jesus. Leprosy is highly contagious. And so they were not allowed to be in public. They were not allowed to come around any other people, especially a public gathering. They had to shout as they went anywhere, unclean, 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 so that people knew to get out of the way and go hide. Right? And yet this leper came to Jesus right after he had been preaching to the multitudes, which means what some, somehow he stealthily came through the crowd. I said, which was wrong, but he believed, why did he do that? He believed that Jesus could heal him. And again, my, my friends, as we've said so many times, just come to Jesus. When this man came to Jesus, he fell before him. He's basically putting his life in Jesus's hands. If Jesus had been like many other Pharisees or rabbis or scribes of the day, he would have called out that this leper was here and that leper would have been stoned to death on the spot. So when this leper fell in front of Jesus and the Bible says, worshipped him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can heal me. You can cleanse me, actually. The Bible called it worship. He understood that Jesus was had the power, so he wasn't limiting God's ability. I found myself in this position, my friends. I believed God had the ability to heal me. What I lacked was the belief and the knowledge that he was willing to heal me. Because leprosy also symbolizes and speaks of sin in the Bible. So it's an actual physical condition, but it also represents sin. So in a way, I had leprosy because I believed that there was all this sin on me and there was too much sin in my life for the Lord to want to heal me. And just like this leper, this leper said, Lord, if you are willing, you can cleanse me. You can heal me. So he knew God had the ability, but he doubted God's heart. You know what Jesus did? How many times did Jesus heal someone with just a word? But he's so intimate. He knew that this man, after years of having to shout, unclean, unclean, and watching people run from him, years of not being able to hug and hold his loved ones, years with no physical touch whatsoever, what that does to the heart, my friends, Jesus knew that as much as being healed from that leprosy, he needed his heart healed, so the Bible says Jesus reached out and touched him, touched him and said, I am willing, be cleansed. My friends, your heavenly father, your savior, both has the power and the ability to give you whatever miracle it is you need. And he also has the heart and the willingness and he paid the price. Jesus gets to bless us and show up in our lives and work for us because he already took the price for our sins. And as we see under the New Testament, Jesus, the clean, touched the unclean and the unclean could not make Jesus unclean. Instead, the unclean became clean. The sick could not make the healthy sick. Instead, the healthy in Jesus Christ is so healthy, he touched the sick and the sick became healthy. Hallelujah, my friends. Jesus is willing. Hear his words to you right now. And even now, feel him touching your heart. And maybe even your body or your mind, wherever you need to feel his presence. Feel him touching you and saying, I am willing. Be healed. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen, amen. Oh, hallelujah, my friends. Oh, Jesus is just so very good. What did he do for that leper? Just like we've been reading about in Ephesians chapter 3. He answered him exceedingly abundantly above and beyond what he could possibly think or imagine. He was just hoping for his leprosy to be cleansed. And instead, from the from the verbiage that was used, we know that even his body parts that he had lost due to this disease, they became whole again. The life of Jesus stops death in its tracks, and overcomes it, my friends. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, my friends, I pray that this has blessed you. Hallelujah. This is my gift to you this Christmas season. I invited you along to just enjoy uh, some time with me and Jesus today. And um, like I said, I, I just really feel in his heart. That he wants you to just experience in a fresh way, in such a new way, in such a big way, his love for you and allow that through that love, raise your expectations for your life, for your loved ones, raise your expectations and your hopes for this upcoming year, even for the days that are left in this year, my friend, it ain't over yet. It only takes a moment with Jesus like that leper him to to completely change and transform your life hallelujah in an instant the leper was healed he was made whole he got his family back he got his community back he could go back to work again he could enjoy living life one moment in front of Jesus we're believing Jesus now that this one moment we've come together He is doing all that and so much more for us, my friends. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, this will be our last podcast for the Christmas season uh, and for this year. So I will see you in the following year, in the new year, 2023. I am so excited. I cannot wait. The Lord has already given me the vision Our our scripture for the year, you know, the one for this year was 1 John 4, 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Amen. So that that is our scripture, my friends. Carry it throughout the end of this year. Because again, as we see that we are like Christ, that just as he is, so are we. And how does it start off? As we see that, God's love. This is talking about his love is perfected among us. Oh, my friends, I just got that. Jesus just showed me that there's a big loop. I didn't plan that. That was a revelation from him. My friends, he started the year by telling us he wants to perfect his love in us. Amen. And he does that the more that we see that we are as Christ is. We have nothing to fear in the day of judgment because as Christ is so are we in this world he has begun our year by telling us he wants to perfect his love in us and this scripture from Ephesians 3 that talks about his love for us and what we've heard about Zachariah and Elizabeth amen about how they had kind of forgot about that and forgot about the things they'd asked the Lord for and he had to remind them amen and and increase their expectations it's like he's brought us right back to this. He's so beautiful. He's brought us right back to his love, right back to look at my love for you. Do not fear. Do not fear, child of God. You have nothing to fear in your future. You only have bright days to look ahead to. In fact, it tells us in Proverbs 4:18, but the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. My friend, you are the righteous, right? Once you receive Jesus Christ, you are the righteous. So this is talking about you. Your path is like the light of dawn. What happens when the sun comes up, right? We go from dark till it gets brighter and brighter and brighter until the fullness of the day. This is also speaking to the fullness of the day where Jesus comes for us. He's saying your path is going to get brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter until the fullness of that day that i catch you up to myself my friends that is actually in the original greek it's a word that means to catch you up right and and then later on christians call it the rapture but he is going to catch you up to himself and the fullness of that day my friends hallelujah amen so he's brought us right back into his love for it for his love for us so You know what? I just want to read that to us one more time. In Ephesians 3, chapter, uh, verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints. My friends, you know what that means? We grow in love together that's what it means with all the saints as we come together as we live life together with the other our other christian brothers and sisters did you know according to the lord once you receive christ you're a saint there's no process for that okay jesus paid for that you are a saint so he's saying with all the other saints that we would know the width and length and depth and height to know the love of christ Oh man, my friends, raise your hopes, raise your expectations and know that you are raising those based on the love of Christ for you, a love that is never ending, a love that is eternal, a love that laid down his life for you, fought for you, cherishes you, delights in you, accepts you. Hallelujah. Amen, my friends. Amen. All right, my friends, I do pray that you have a blessed, blessed and Merry Christmas, that you enjoy these, this uh, time that we are celebrating the day that our Lord was manifested to us. Amen. Enjoy that time with your family. Have a very blessed Merry Christmas and a very blessed new year. Can't wait to see you in 2023 and share the word that the Lord has for us. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, my friends. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and grant you peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Till next time, keep on living, loving, laughing in grace.